Hey friends, Dean here with some exciting news to share. You can now buy us a coffee. That's right. You can help support independent content creators like us by becoming a member of the 3324 Green Room at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324. Our episodes will always be free and that will not change, but your support at buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 will help us continue to bring you the best in music and movie podcasting, in our humble opinion. As a Green Room supporter, you'll not only have our undying gratitude, but you'll also be able to vote on which episodes we record and receive other perks for as low as $3 per month. That's the price of a cup of coffee. There's absolutely no obligation and nothing about the show will change. It's not going behind a paywall. Go to buymeacoffee.com slash 3324 for all the details. The link will be in the show notes of every episode as well. We'll see you in the green room. In this episode, we're talking about only one of three films to win the Big Five of Academy Awards. What are the Big Five? Well, stay with us as we talk about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. We'll be right back. Get ready for the 3324 Podcast, where lifelong friends Dean Legiro and Eric Coover share their love of all things music and movies. Dean has directed short films and is a music trivia buff. And Eric, trained in audio engineering, brings his extensive knowledge of music and film to the conversation as they discuss, debate, and celebrate their favorite albums, films, and much more. Welcome, friends, to the 3324 Podcast. You're home away from home when you want to talk about music and movies, but you can't contact your friends. No one's picking up. They're ghosting you. We're here. (laughs) <laughs> we'll never hang up on you. That's true. That's true. Right? Because we're nerds. Nerds. Well, I say because we can't physically do it. Also, <laughs> <laughs> it's just we, we can't hang up on you. So, but we're we'll always be here to provide you with what we think is the best in music and movie podcasting. Yeah. As always, Eric. Right? Yep. That's right. That's our logo, and we're not changing it. Nope. Not at all. Maybe we're fully representing tonight. By the way. For each, uh, yeah. uh, each of us have something from the shop. Yeah, right? this was not planned. If you're watching right. us on YouTube first, before we go any further into that, you need to like and subscribe to, to this video and subscribe to our podcast. That helps. And yeah, this, this is totally uh, not planned, but we'll take the opportunity <laughs> to shill. Is each one of us is, has a different item from our shop that we, we launched, which is... Uh, at uh, retro retro life gifts etsy.com uh eric has the mug the, the, great, the uh, great escape great escape a, mug which is it's a movie theater yeah uh, movie theater christy yep. is wearing the cool hip retro uh good vibes shirt sean is helping the cause out with his got pencil t-shirt which is a cool original design and the awesome pint glass yeah and of course nice the glass. professor nick is styling with a, a cardigan sweater <laughs> Over his 3324 podcast logo t-shirt. Accessorize. And, yes. <laughs> Nick is going to class up anything that he wears. He, or, he automatically this ups the true. classiness by putting a sweater over it, no matter what it is. He could be paint, He could be a house painter. He'll wear a sweater. He is. He's one of the coffee generation. The overachievers, the coffee generation. So um, we're continuing our our month of Oscar. Best, best, uh, academy, best Oscar. I, I flubbed this the last time too, Eric. Yeah. Best picture oscar award winning films so this is the second in our in our uh five episode series Mm -hmm. for the month of uh, march which is oscar month so we decided 
that we would talk about best Oscar winning, best picture Oscar winning movies. I can't say it for some reason. <laughs> I try and say Academy Award winning ones, and I try and say Oscar, and I just can't get out best picture. Best Oscar picture winning. winners, yes. Of, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe of we should have year. done this. We should have <laughs> maybe should have done a different, well, like best <laughs> score. I can say best score. Right? Well, well, uh, See, that's easy. Best, film, done best, best movie, score best film. Show five, you'll have this down, Dean. I, yeah, I, I think so. I, I, I don't have that high hopes for myself. So joining <laughs> us tonight uh, in the middle square, Christy Cuomo. Thank you for having and, me. And uh, thank you for joining Very us, Very excited. One of my favorite movies. To talk about this film. Mm-hmm. Um, raising, raising the roof off the house is Mr. Sean Grady. As always, you can find him as a part of the historical drama uh acting concern in in the uh in the lower westchester county in new york they do a lot of great uh one act plays dealing with uh revolutionary war times uh factual stuff too so it's really great you kind of learn and you get to see living history in front of you and of course the professor nick leshy is with in the us. house yes <laughs> thank you he's got the city of kick blog and you can check that out if you're into reading i don't do no reading writing and arithmetic <laughs> but for those that do um, you can get your dose of entertainment, uh, blog there. Uh, we'll put links to both of these gentlemen's endeavors, uh, in, in the show notes as well. Appreciate so thank you everybody for joining us. So yeah, we're talking about one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Let's do the stats and then we'll kind of, we'll, we'll dive right into this one. This was released in November of 1975, directed by the great Milos Forman, uh, based on the book by Ken Kesey. Uh, the budget was three to $4 million. Um, pretty big for a, 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 a limited set drama piece, mm. uh, which I thought was kind of interesting, you know, and, and Nick, you know, I don't know if Nicholson was, was that person yet, uh, made $163 million box office, all bona fide, bona fide hit. Uh, and then here's the reason why we're doing these episodes this month. It had, it, it was nominated for nine Oscars, uh, and it won five. So that's not bad. That's not a bad return on, on the amount of nominations it got. Um, and like I said, in the open, there's a, uh, a grouping of Oscars called the big five and only three films have won the big five, which is best director, best picture, best actor, best actress, and best screenplay. Um, the first one to do it was, um, I believe it was, it, uh, it happened one night mm-hmm. was the first one. This was the second one. And then, uh, it wasn't until 1991, 1992 until silence of the lambs did it again. Yeah. So there are there are movies that have won more Oscars, but only three have won what they call the Big Five. Those are like the the prestigious the the highest five highest awards, I should say. Uh, I would guess. Um, much like we did, Eric, with On the Waterfront, uh, mm-hmm. we we assumed that nobody saw On the Waterfront when it came out in 1954. So <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure we're going to assume any of, any of us saw. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest when it came out in 75. Would that be a correct assumption? That is a correct assumption. No, it is yes. a correct assumption. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, then there's, you've got an excuse. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else should have been there. Um, Fair. So I, I, I'm, guess, I'm guessing. I, I don't think we could. I, I could have handled it had I seen it. <laughs> well, we, at, at, at the knows? sweet age of 10. Why, at Eric? That point, I still put two Yeah, who knows what, what we well, would have th- thought of it anyway. No, but I, I saw Apocalypse Now a few years later, though. That was one of my biggest. Oh, okay. What, Nick, what's the youngest, what's the, the youngest you've seen of really intense films since we're kind of oh, <laughs> comparing um, scars on the Orca? 
first movie my dad ever took me to was Hooper with uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. And what there's was like that? a topless Nick, lady hopping out. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> topless lady hanging out. Uh, I was, I was showing the shirt. I was showing the shirt. Family, family podcast. But in terms of like intense, was, I mean, I mean, I, I've seen horror movies that were like graphic and stuff. This, I wouldn't call it intense in that sense. It was like psychological, you know, Hooper? real drama. Like you believe it. You know, the, 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 are you talking about you Hooper know? now or are you talking about Cuckoo's Nest? <laughs> no, Cuckoo's Nest. Hooper's oh, okay. not a psychological drama. Hooper. Okay. <laughs> Sean, Sean, was there a movie that you saw when you were very young that was quite intense for you? I, I can't recall offhand. Um, you know, I'm sure I was too young. Ho- for Hooper something. two, yeah, Hooper two. Yeah, even I, more Hooper. Yeah, exactly. Can't get enough Hooper. Maybe the this Hooper is why is... Sean is the most sane of everyone I can't on the podcast. Very true. I saw. I saw. Um, I didn't see it in a the theater, but you know, what, the the library in my in my hometown. They used to show movies in the basement of their. You know, like it was like a, it was like a. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> and they screened uh, Night of the Living Dead, the original George Romero one, like the black and white. And mm. I saw that at a really young age when I shouldn't have. And that messed me up. I was like terrified. Yeah. You know, I was just like, what was That'll this? And why yeah. did, you know, that yeah. was just, it really just messed me up. Friday the 13th, part three. That's what I, I saw. I it, it was a video. I watched it. And I remember having to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and I would not get out of bed until the morning. <laughs> I, and I was up the whole night waiting for the sun to come out. When it came out, oh then gosh. I went to the bathroom. Sean to his prostate. You're holding that shit in. Yeah, yeah. No. I don't think I your prostate. Get, I wouldn't leave shit, the room until I, it was light out. So uh, this is where we're going. Meaning that not shit holding that. There we I go just, again. Thanks, no, thanks I for the punchline analysis. You knew what the prostate was. That's all. Okay. All righty. <laughs> How do we recover the, the energy we just yeah. lost? Um, uh. I'm 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 going to go. I'm going to. I'll start off with this. I, I I think I had this on VHS. I I probably rented it back in the day and then bought yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I used to watch it a lot. Wow. And I haven't honestly. I haven't watched this film in probably decades. Maybe. Like, yeah. you know, I don't even think you see it on TV. Like, they don't show it on cable, maybe on, on a premium channel. But, um, and I came away, like, really, di- like, you know, looking at it differently. You know, probably because I can, you know, a- appreciate a lot of it a- more, a lot more. Um, Nick, did you did you see this early on? Because I know that, that you and Sean were both in a production of this. Am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. Correct. I played oh. Bill, I played Billy Bibbit. Um, Sean played uh, R.P. McMurphy. Um, it was a great production. First taste of this was I did I stage managed a college production, which I thought was a brilliant production, um, and I loved it. And then I went and I read the book, and then I saw the movie on wow. TV, um, and then we did it, you know, uh, later. So that was fun. And then I saw a version of it with um, Gary Sinise on Broadway. Yeah. Yep, hmm. I saw that, and and I like that too. Yep. Um, I, I wish I'd seen the original, not not the movie when it came out, but the original play with Kirk mm-hmm. Douglas. Kirk I mean, Douglas. that was yeah. in the sixties. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been amazing. But that was in the sixties. Like 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 you know, Christy, I wasn't born yet. Um, <laughs> but if I could time wow. travel, I would love to. I would love to see there that. You go. 
All right. Sean, Sean, what about you? Similar? I saw saw this um, in my 20s. um, One of those movies, my dad said, you know, you got to watch this. You know, he always tried to get me to watch the classic movies. And, you know, sometimes I would balk and then I finally started listening to him and I'm like, okay, these these are pretty good. And I I remember seeing it um, VHS, just hanging out with with a couple of friends. And um, I remember it's uh, my my, I was like, those are, those are the two guys from Taxi. That's Danny DeVito. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I'm like, I, at first, I didn't realize. I'm like, is that Danny DeVito? Like, that's probably my favorite thing he's ever done. Because I think yeah. that's like the yeah. best like, acting. Where Absolutely. He's not Danny, yeah. Where he's not Danny DeVito. He's actually mm-hmm. a character. Yeah. Um, and I saw it. Yeah. And then I hadn't seen it again. I like. I saw the play on Broadway. That uh, like Nick Gary Sinise thought it was great. And then then I uh, we got cast in it. And I'm like, I'm not looking at this. And I and it had been almost a decade since I had seen it. I'm happy because I wanted to play this part without thinking about Nicholson or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny because because I was in the play, and they're very different. The, the play in the movie, there's a lot of mm-hmm. differences. I sometimes hearken back to the play, thinking it was part of the movie. And when I'm watching the movie, I'm like, wait, I, I was watching it the other day, and I'm like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> like because i think of the play uh, when i think because exactly, yeah. having been a part of it wow yeah wow um christy the the self-avowed jack so, nicholson uh, fan of the group was this an early uh entry it was this some one, one that you saw like like that kind of turned you um, on to him yeah, so, so uh, you know, as i, I might have mentioned this on a previous podcast my obsession with jack nicholson started in 1989 after seeing him as the joker in batman and then I literally, at the ripe age of, I don't know, what was I, 11? Um, I'm bad at math, 76, 86, 11, 12. I'm well, it depends on, on the month. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, you weren't 11. I, I, um, what? No, not 11. That's, that's <laughs> weird math. I, um, I, devoured, I devoured every Jack Nicholson movie I could. So I saw this really young. Um, and I just, Hmm. I just remember just, it was unlike any performance I had seen him in and, and probably to this day, my favorite performance Mm -hmm. of, of Nicholson. I I think it's a masterclass in acting personally. Um, so no, I saw this really young, obviously VHS, um, and have seen it multiple times, uh, and every time I see it, I enjoy it. And much like, much like you, Dean, as, as I've gotten older, you just kind of appreciate different aspects of it because you can look at it a little bit differently. Uh, I, I've never mm. seen the play. I know it's very different. I know that there's mm. been a lot of uh, issues, which I'm sure we'll talk about with, with how it translated to film and there was, you know, all, all this, this hoopla, but I actually never saw the play. I just, I know that Kirk Douglas wanted to play uh, McMurphy and then aged out of it. But um, I'd be. I would... mm. Yeah. So what did he do? He sold the rights yeah. to his son Michael Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. who then? That's what he, it was. What yep. he did. He, he couldn't get it off yep. the ground. He tried for years to get it off the ground, uh, and then uh, ended up selling the rights to his son Michael, who was really young. He Michael Douglas in seventy four, seventy five wasn't. What was that? Streets of San Francisco. Streets of San perhaps? Francisco. That's right. Yeah. Lots perhaps of episodic TV. T- yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a TV actor, right, yeah. Eric? So he wasn't anything. He had done a couple of films, but they weren't. Yeah. Nothing you know, big. Nothing he was, big. He was Kirk Douglas' he... son. That's right. And right. I think when he was going to college, he read, he had, uh, it was required reading the book. So he, he loved the book. So when he, you know, when his dad had the property, 
course he was, you know, he's going to take that on and just make it happen. So, yeah. 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 yeah just to, just to put it out there. Um, everybody that was in this movie should have gotten a fucking Oscar. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, like after, after no watching, doubt. after revisiting this film now and after not having seen, everybody yes. should have gotten a fucking Oscar. This should have been like a group. I know that's what best picture is, but um, just down the line, there was not a performance that I was ever no, 100% doubting. That's right. Even, even, even uh, to Sean's point, even Danny DeVito, you know him now as, as Louis De Palma, Taxi, the yeah. Penguin, the Big Mouth, Owen Sunday yeah. in Philadelphia, like yeah. he's everything. But as Martini, you're, you're st- I'm still, I'm buying yeah. it. Yeah. I'm still buying it. Oh, oh me, right? right. I'm, I'm still, I'm, and even Christopher Lloyd, you know, Doc Brown and, and Jim and blah, 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 you know, yeah. um, <laughs> you like as Tabor, he's like, he's, he's scary. He's like a scary individual, but he's a great, yeah. he's one of the, I love him as, as that character. Cause he's so unpredictable and, and almost free spirited, but just down the line, you know, and, and let's, let's start there a little bit. Let's kind of go through. If, if you've never seen this film, oh my God, you better. <sighs> I'm going to say, turn this off, go watch it and rejoin us. Cause I trust that you'll do that. I trust that you'll do that. So, Hey, welcome back. Hopefully you've watched it. <laughs> We're going to talk about the cast now. <laughs> uh, of course, Jack Nicholson as, as RP McMurphy, you've got Louise Fletcher uh, as nurse ratchet, uh, Will Sampson as the chief or chief Bromden. And, th- and that's where the, the novel diverges is the novel is, is told from mainly from his point of view, mm-hmm. Um, and in the film, he's a totally different – he's an observer, but he's a, a totally different – in a different way. Uh, William Redfield as Harding. Brad Dourif, this was his debut as mm. Billy Bibbit. Uh, the great Sidney Lassick as Charlie Cheswick. You've got Christopher Lloyd, Danny DeVito, Dean Brooks as Dr. Spivey, who was the real actual uh, administrator of the hospital. Um, you've got all these other guys. Vincent Schiavelli. Uh, who everybody knows from from Ghost. He was the Subway Ghost with Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Um, he would show up in Milos Milos Forman's uh, Amadeus uh, as as one of Salieri's assistants when when Salieri in the beginning of Amadeus was killing himself. He was the guy that had the desserts. He was like, "Oh, open up, Salieri. We have beautiful desserts for you." And uh, trying to get him op- to open up. Michael Berryman, who you've seen, he's usually in horror films. Um, so this was just a, a, a cast, you know, <sighs> Scatman Crothers. So there's yeah, a shining awesome. connection there. Those two would reteam. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many crisscrossings of, of characters. You said, you know, Danny DeVito and, and, and Christopher Lloyd, but then Jack Nicholson would play the Joker. Then Danny DeVito would play the Penguin. Then it would be in Hoffa together. There's just so much like cross pollination in, in such a small film, uh, you know, with, with just a small amount of actors. Um, great, just great, great performances across the board. So like I said, you know, Kirk Douglas played this on, in, in, on Broadway in the sixties. That's when the novel was written by Ken Kesey, uh, who was a night porter in, in an institution. Uh, and these, it was based on kind of his observations and kind of, you know, that, that type of a thing. And, and, you know, we'll start, let's start here because that's Ken Kesey's original notion was, or his observations working at, at an institution was these people aren't necessarily crazy. They're different. Some are different. Right. And, and, and at that point, and, and I think that that's what the McMurphy character is represents and challenges all of us. Well, Nick, do you think that what is the notion of crazy? Because McMurphy is brought to the, to the institution. He was in jail. 
and and he was he was acting erratic or didn't even just want to go to work. So they immediately thought, well, there must be something wrong with him. So let's let's ship him off and, and have him evaluated. And that's kind of the way things were back then. Absolutely, and it's it's certainly a, a period of its time. Like you, it, this, it was set in '63. The movie was done in '70 something or other. Um, and one of the challenges we faced with trying to put it up as a play was, oh, it's a lot of outdated references and things like that. And and like that's the point with the with the the mental institution, right? The you know the uh, you know the zap treatment and the lobotomy and all the stuff that they would. Do. And you look back now, you're like, oh, you know, what were they thinking? But the theme of the play too is about individuality right mm-hmm. and and uh you know subordination and um yeah some people like sometimes act out of line and suddenly we ostracize them but i find it really interesting that most of the the central characters they're there voluntarily they're not institutionalized mm-hmm. you know so that also is a great kind of way to look into the story too that um i thought was fascinating so so the the ones that are there voluntarily is th- their notion or their family is t- is saying, well, you got problems. You need to be, you know, you you need to be put away, or you should put yourself away, right? That was kind of like the thought back then. Is you know, some some of them like like Sean, like Harding, seems to be the most rational and level headed guy. Uh, he's obviously got some. Uh, he's very touchy and very high strung. Well, they right, they, but, but yeah, that I seems mean, to be. Uh, it you it know, also is a little bit. Like some homosexual undertones, like as if mm-hmm. that maybe he's going there to work out whatever. He's got a very attractive wife. It's not working. What's wrong with me? What you know? Like I, I don't mm-hmm. can't seem to um, satisfy her. And yes, he is the he is he does seem to be the most rational guy. Um, and like I say, sometimes I cross. You know the two uh, plots about Harding from the play and from the mm-hmm. movie, because um, you know there's. I feel like we made some choices when we did the play, and I and I kind of look at the movie in a different way, and I'm like, am I seeing the same thing? I don't know if the movie is 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 not as overt as as the play was, in my opinion, mm-hmm. about that. But um, yeah, he's the the bull goose loony, as they uh, as they said in the play. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he's he's the guy that I think uh, McMurf- McMurphy targets first and, and and wants to take you know usurp the power from him. Yeah, because I think mm. it, in the movie, Christy Harding is is kind of like the since he seems to be the most sensible and and most you know uh, level headed one. He kind of lords all. He kind of uh, you know uh, verbally abuses Cheswick. He's kind of he he kind of uh, he does exert some superiority. So yeah, it, it makes sense when McMurphy shows up that it, it's Harding yeah, that he uh, goes after. He's definitely threatened by McMurphy when when you know he shows up. They're playing cards, you know, because McMurphy is unlike anyone they've ever seen, especially in there. I mean, here's a guy who's happy, jovial. He's 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 takes he takes a he takes charge he takes lead so so for for harding to see that it, it's it's just like anything else in life is is someone else comes in and if they are a representation of of maybe all the things you wish you were but can't be well then it's, they're a threat it's just like anything else right um but to go back to what you were saying before where where they sent mcmurphy there because he he wasn't he, you know, he he didn't want to go to work duty. He didn't want to do this. So he said, 
and it still applies to that. Like you look at, at, at what, it, what are the standards of society? What determines what, who's crazy and who's not crazy? Like, like Billy's there voluntarily. He's a kid. I mean, he's a kid. Why is he there? Because his mother, right? And, and you, you start con- mm-hmm. you know, convincing yourself. The same thing with Harding. Is Harding, you know, I think there's some, they allude a little bit to, maybe there's a little homosexuality. Maybe that's why he's not, uh, you know, um, satisfying his wife. So there's all these mm-hmm. undertones going on. But, um, but yeah, Harding is definitely, he's threatened by McMurphy. He, he, and that's, and that's where that comes in. And, you know, not to skip to the end of the movie, but at the end of the movie, we're, we're gonna, at we're the gonna. end of the movie, <laughs> Harding has, has to, to, uh, uh, to the best of his ability adopted a lot of McMurphy's manners, like so, mm. it's, it becomes like he he finally becomes as much as he can the person that he admired. Um, yeah, they do, the, a lot of them change because of him. That's the, yeah. oh, the big point. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. So, so Eric, um, the the question is, we based on the beginning of the film, we we think that McMurphy's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. We think and, and the doctor says as much like, you know, are you faking this? Are you, you know, and, and we assume that he's not. And, and you and you assume that McMurphy's character thinks that he isn't right, right. that he's just trying to, you know, and, and there's uh, some some allusions to it in the middle of the movie where, you know, where Nicholson's like, oh, I'm out in 68 days. And the guy's like, no, you're here till we, you know, like so. So there's kind of a, an indication that this was was a ruse to kind of get out of work. Yeah, but was he? Do you think, in your opinion, we'll, we'll kind of go there? Was he really crazy? I think, as the doctors pointed out or in the film, spirit. Well, I I think a little bit of both, but he was certainly an intense figure, um, thinking that he was going to be able to coast his way. You know, I'm going to get out of prison because I I only got like seventy days to go, whatever it was, and. And this is an easy way out. So I'm going to fake being, you know, so this way they, you know, whatever. But yeah, that was a great scene, by the way, when he finds out that, mm-hmm. oh, no, you're going to be here a lot longer uh, the, when we release you. And, you know, then when everybody tells him that, oh, we're here voluntarily, he's like, what the, <laughs> you know, why? What the, and that really, I think, threw him in the sense of kind of beat him into like, wait a minute now, there's something, everything changes from that point on. So, yeah, but I think yeah. as the doctors pointed out in that scene where they're all sitting around is, you know, I think he's, you know, do you agree that he's, I think he's crazy, but he's, he's not overly psychotic. One, one doctor pointed out and, but he definitely has that intensity. He has, he has moments. He has flashes of, that's right. Yeah. And it's enough to, you know, obviously whatever he was in prison for, he was diagnosed by antisocial behavior to begin oh, with. Statutory so. rape. Okay. Well, they, <laughs> well, it was. well there you go. There's that scene where the okay. doctor's like, yeah, you know, like. <laughs> okay. Well, um, and I, you know, and I, I, I think you make a lot of good points there, right? Is, is once he found out that people were there voluntarily. Yeah. It almost challenged his notion of freedom is like, what, if you don't have to be here, I, I have to be somewhere. That's right. Either yeah. prison or somewhere. So yeah. this is probably the easiest for me. But you guys don't have to be here. And he, and and like he said, he goes, "You're no crazier than the people that are, that are out there, Sean." So yeah. what, like, you know, that was a moment of realization for him where he assumed that these people were crazy. They're all committed, except for Tabor. <laughs> Tabor was yeah. one of the few that was <laughs> that was committed. Um, 
it, it then challenged his notion of, well, these people, you don't really have to be here then. Mm-hmm. He also underestimated them. Um, they, they, they knew what they knew that he was committed and, and, you know, they, they kind of, he says that you guys, you played me, you let me go mm-hmm. after that nurse and, and try to break her down and they can keep me here. Meanwhile, you guys can walk out whenever you want. Um, do I think McMurphy was crazy? I, I never, yeah. I, I don't, I don't no. think so. I think he's just mm-hmm. a rule breaker, a risk taker. He's going to push the envelope. He, he might not be, I mean, he's, he's street smart, but doesn't always make the wisest decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like the guy that touches the, the hot stove and then realizes it's hot and touches it again anyway. Right. Right. Kind of, kind of Christy, you think like he's, you know, I, I don't think he was crazy either. He, he, again, he was just a, he, he represented these quote, I'm going to put it in air quotes, these misfits. These guys weren't necessarily, again, yeah, you, you, most of them you could put into society uh, and they'd be, they'd be deemed eccentric nowadays, perhaps, or, you know, or no, no more or less I, weirder I never, than anybody else. I never in any viewing mm-hmm. ever thought McMurphy was crazy. I, I think he's passionate. Um, and sometimes when you're very passionate a- about things, um, even if you don't understand w- why they're passionate about whatever the, the thing is, people may think you're crazy, but he, I mean, he even explains it to the doctor. He, go- he goes, I- he, he himself said, I-, I don't think it's crazy not to want to do these things or to want to do these things. He's, he, he, I don't, he doesn't lie. I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, he. Like yeah, he thinks he's going there instead of prison. He's going to get out in, in the seventy days or sixty eight days, and and it's going to be a cakewalk, and then he's free. And he he does he doesn't learn the truth of of his actual sentence. But I think going into it, like he's there's I, there's nothing crazy about him. He's he's passionate, like Sean said. He's 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 street smart, but but that passion, as as we see throughout the movie, that he has for different things, what leads him to his own demise, really. Um, you know, so it's, it's, yeah. He, yeah, I, I, I would, I would love for someone to, to, to give me a compelling argument as to why they think he's actually crazy. Well, let me, let me ask Nick, what, would a sane person willingly have themselves jail, committed to a sorry, mental Nick. hospital? Well, no, but well, think about it though. You know, yeah. it, you know, a sane Good person question. would, would I'm, I'm, again, I'm not saying he is or he isn't, but, but if you think about it on the surface, it's, it's not a good idea. I, th- I think he has issues. You know, you can't deny that yeah. he's got aggression issues. It's more than just a statutory rape. Like he's been violently. I mean, I think they mentioned all the assaults that he did and everything. Mm-hmm. And you could tell he's like this. He had two opportunities to run away and he did. Right. Right when he jumps over the fence, he goes back into the into the bus mm-hmm. instead of just taking off. Mm-hmm. And then he had the window open, and he could have jumped out, but he waited. You know, so, so it was like, did he want? Did he start seeing himself like maybe I need help? You know, but <laughs> so, helping somebody like that is it? Does it help to put them into like slave labor work camps? Is that going to stop the aggression or just keep them away from society? And yet you have this institution that thinks, okay, we're helping these poor people. By what, like shock therapy and lobotomies and this group therapy where, you know, maybe Nurse Ratchet thought she was really helping them. But you, you see as it progresses that it's power. You know, it's like, you know, she knows how to manipulate them. So I, I guess the whole stereotype of what is crazy. I mean, the, the movie plays some of that stuff for laughs. And you see a lot of people do mental illness stuff sometimes for laughs. But this is realism. Like, you know, kind of see it. And it's, uh, 
Yeah, so I he, is he crazy? Then we're all crazy, you know what I mean? We're, but we're, he definitely he definitely <laughs> played that up a little bit, you know, for sure. Nick, I Christy? think when he when he at least my interpretation, when he go, get, leaves, goes over the fence and then takes the bus and then and then takes takes them all. And then even at the end when the windows open and before we find out what, what happens to Billy, I I don't think he honestly ever thinks he is going to be a victim of this system. Like I, I think he always in 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 his heart and mind believe he's going to get out because he doesn't belong there. Like I I I, I just think that he, again he's he's hmm. smart, but he he's he kind of falls victim to 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 some of his. Yeah, yeah. Because, he's his own worst enemy. Yeah, but I mean, they did they did the close up shots of him when he's like waiting there, you know, at night, and you know he's like hurry it up in there, and then you find out like he's yeah, there no. all night, like yeah. they slept, you know. So and you but you see the close up of his face, like, and I'm like, I would give anything to to know what Jack Nicholson as a, as an actor was thinking that the character was thinking during mm-hmm. that moment, because you see him going through different things, like he's mm-hmm. looking at the window, he's getting serious, he's getting angry, he's like. It was it was a great scene, you know, and you know he did it intentionally. He's like, I could escape right now, and I'm not going to do it, you know. So because, that's that's a choice, and yeah. you know, and again, when he jumped over the fence, he stayed not because he thought I could get a, escape again. He's like, he wanted to help these folks, like, and, and I'm like, yeah. does he have like this or, messiah or, complex or something? But he, well, he could have escaped, or maybe he just didn't want to escape. He's like, I'm just going to do something again. I'm going to get arrested again. I'm going to get thrown behind bars again. I you know, know. Maybe I think they he can thinks help he's me. always Maybe ahead I am of a little he's nuts. Always, so no, he, like, he thinks he's you know? always ten steps ahead, but he's he's mm. never. That that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, Sean, do you think he thinks that it's just too? It's just this is just too easy. Like I could escape, but but you know what? That's just too easy. I'm going to go get the bus, and, and we're going to bring everybody out. Well, I think that was uh, the bus one. I I thought the same thing. I'm like, he could be out of there, like done. But he takes them, you know, he takes them for the bus ride. And I think that was his way of kind of winning those guys over. And I think he genuinely starts to care about these guys. Yeah. And I think that's why he doesn't leave at the end because he's going to miss these guys. And, and, and yeah, he got, they got drunk and he fell asleep. But again, he could have left again and he could have, mm-hmm. and, and he just, there's so, like, I think he needs those guys as much as they need him uh, or they think they need him. Um and he started to care for them. Um, and that's why he doesn't necessarily leave um, that first. The first time, I, I think it's because I think he wanted to win them over. The mm-hmm. sec- the, the other times, I figure, I think, like, he, he can't do it. He, uh, I think he would miss them too much, or he needs them. Anyway. Didn't right. think he would ever need them. Well, I mean, yeah, no or, or, any, or anybody for right. that matter, right? No one? Well, to- no one wakes up, Chief. They're all bombed. Well, to, to Nick's uh, going back to Nick's point about his what's going on in his head. I think it, you you could reference a lot of scenes like that the whole time when he's sitting in, in 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 group therapy. He's he's observing. He's like, what you know? He's looking this way. He's like, you know, he's finding out about everybody's situation, and he's just kind of like absorbing all of this stuff. And do you think this is a reflection of the times too? I mean, is is he a rebel? Is he is some sort of a, you know, because it is, you know, right on the cusp of Vietnam and all this upheaval going on. I, I think and, he's you know, more of a social outcast than a rebel. I don't think he's like a rebel in the, 
you know, Marlon Brando, James Dean sense. I think he was, he's more of an out, someone that doesn't really fit into society, but there's nothing really wrong with. He just, yeah. You know, because because like Sean said, he felt comfortable with these with these people, maybe because he felt like he was the smartest guy in the room. And maybe in, in society, he wasn't. Maybe he felt like Harding where point. that's a good point. He kind yeah. of everybody kind of looked up to him like, yeah. you know, there, there's the scene, you know, he just breaks my heart in this film. But um, what, what at the end, when they're getting ready to escape and, and Cheswick comes up to him, he goes, Mac, you you know, we're going to say goodbye to me, Mac. Mm. He goes, I'm you know, I'm going to miss you, Mac. like like. It was that kind of like, you know, I think that kind of may have had an effect on like that type of thing. Like Cheswick was so like um, sad, but but happy about it, too, like that he was escaping and he's, you know, but I'll never forget you. And I'll never, you know, like because he made such an impact. And, and maybe, you know, to Nick, to your point, when he's sitting there and there's that shot of him just kind of, you know, things are what, you know, the party's winding down. They're waiting for, for Billy to, to, you know, finish what he's going to do so they can get out of there. And then it's, it's that kind of doubt where things, you know, when you have a party and everybody's been drinking and then things just start to settle and then you kind of get, get, get in your own mind a little bit. And I think that's, I think that's where, where that may have been going. I, I think we're all on the, on the same track where he felt connected to these people, mm. either consciously or subconsciously, something was keep, something kept them there. Right. Sean, you're right. He could have just leapt out the window. Chief was ready to rock and roll with him, you know, but it just didn't happen. Well, let's not forget, too. I mean, this there's a healthy dose of uh, dominance and, and submission in this thing, too. I mean, you, you look at all these guys and they're just they're broken. And whatever the system is, whatever screwed up system this is, it's it's it, there's a there's a hierarchy. You got yeah. the doctors who are locked away in their offices. You never see the doctors. It's always the you know. So you have, you know, domineering women controlling the situation and you have, dare I say, I mean, I think in the book he was, he was a cast as a racist by casting all the orderlies are, are black men. And, and that was, you know, uh, the author was, uh, he called them uh, the black boys, I guess, but they never, didn't use that name in the film. But it's, it's interesting to me that there's a certain amount of that control happening to these 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 men in society that they're all have real problems and they're deemed crazy and there's there's, there's a healthy dose of uh just is something not normal here going on in the sense of nurse ratchet's character and how she's yeah. like taking control of it and manipulating everything and just sort of like and mcmurphy i think he kind of comes alive with that and i think he's maybe uh, he acts as the foil like he's like he's i'm going to oh absolutely you know, beat her you know whatever so, beat, yeah. beat her at her own game. Absolutely. Own game. That's a that's a perfect seg- segue to Louise Fletcher. <laughs> yeah. Who we, we you can't talk about Jack Nicholson's performance without her. You know, I don't think his his performance would not be what it was, you know, and we talked about yin and yang with this group in heat, right? You couldn't have a, an out-of-control Al Pacino without a steely stoic Robert De Niro, right? And in this film, you can't have a Jack Nicholson that's that's big and boisterous without Louise Fletcher balancing that out the mm-hmm. other side of the pendulum where she's on un- until the very end, she's unflappable. She's steely eyed. She like Eric said, she's manipulative, manipulative, uh, power hungry control, whatever, whatever it is that, that is, is her deal. Uh, she inflicts her will upon, upon these, these poor souls, you know, by keeping them, keeping them dosed up, making them think that they don't have anything to offer, right? The way she controls Billy Bibbit, you know, which is just tragic. 
you know, that yeah. this young man and, 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 and Nicholson said, you know, like, Billy, you should, you, what, what are you here? What are you doing here? You know, you shouldn't be, you're too young to be in, in this kind of a situation. So, yeah. you know, Louise Fletcher is just the, the way she just kind of is, you know, kind of in, in such a manipulation mode, I suppose is, is the best word, to, the best way to put it. Um, was she, do you think she was always that way, Sean? Or do you think that, that she kind of grew, grew into the role or was that the way it was back then where it's just kind of, yeah, like that was the attitude. These people are not worth the time. So it's, it's, a, you know, kind of more, more akin to a jail warden than, than a helper. I think she really believes in what she's doing. Um, to a point, I I I don't think I don't know if she's going in there saying I'm going to mess with these people. I think she believe. I think there is a, a part of her that she has a position of uh, no doubt a position of power. But I believe that she's got to believe in what it is that she's doing to go there day after day and think she's making a difference in their lives. Um, however, you know, dated we now or. or off the wall, it seems to us now. I do believe she believes in it. Um, she remembers everything. Remembers, you know, reminds them of the rules constantly. Um, treating them not like men, though. You're right. Like almost, almost like children in a way. Mm -hmm. But I do believe she believes in what she's doing. Um, and yeah, but every, 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 I'm sorry. Every every villain has their. They, they right. never think they're doing anything wrong, right? They're exactly. <laughs> they're always well. You know. uh, let me bring up this point, though, Nick. There, you know, I think that I think Sean's right. Up, correct, up to a point okay. because it, about in the middle of about well, tell me about in the middle of the movie, they have a meeting about McMurphy, right? All the doctors are like, yeah, I don't think he's crazy. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. And then they ask Nurse Ratchet, and she's yeah. like. No, you know, we, yeah. we, we can't turn our back on him. And, you know, the her look is kind of like, you know what? This guy has is is making a fool of me, making a mockery of me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not done yet. You know, and I think I, that was a personal. I, I, think I agree with Dean. Thing, the McMurphy thing. Yes, I agree with you. Yeah. But with the, with the men in general, I do uh -huh. think there is a sense. Yes. But I think that's a challenge for her and she wants to, to break him down. But I do think. Mm -hmm. she, you know, well, I think it's guys. McMurphy comes in and he's he's messing up the works, right? He's he's challenging her like her that's authority. It. She's not going to have the first that. one to challenge. You know, that's not going to happen. But right. right. But that scene, so, like Dean was pointing out, like if you notice the three, they, they're not even looking at her, right? The way the doctors are positioned, they're sitting there in a circle, in a tight circle. She's sitting behind them. And the doctor looks over his shoulder. What do you think? And she's like, and, it, you know, she's speaking from behind and yet she has the power, like her, her opinion matters yeah. most, which right. is odd. You know, it's like, so where does she get this power? I wonder. But it's a, it's you a, know? it's a great scene that's not in, in the play. And I don't know if it's in the book or not. And, and she has the power now right there to let him go. He's going to leave. Right. He's caused so much disruption to her authority yeah. and everything. So you would think, okay, get him out of here. I'm back. Yeah, to that would have gotten but, rid of her problem. So right? I think I think it's a combination. I think it's like she totally senses like I'm going to I can break this person, you know, bring him here. He can't leave now until we say, you know, we'll, we'll do some stuff to him. But at the same time, I think it's, it is a kind of a, a challenge, like it, having him there is a threat to her, you know. Yeah. So I think she is putting up a little bit of a maybe in her mind like like um sean says i think she justifies it i think she thinks i we, i have the power to help these people and i'm going to show him you know and i'm going to like 
help him too. Um, but at the same time, you see the anger in the eyes whenever things like that happen. And she knows every, she'll remember every little weakness that somebody has mm-hmm. and use it as a weapon, weaponize it. You know, do you, Christy, do you think she relishes that challenge? Like, do you think she, it, it, it kind of st- like there's someone here that is actually on my level and yeah. I see this as a challenge, you know, like, like for in, in that sadistic, in I that think really they're, messed up they're adversaries way. and they are, they are, they are parallel characters, right? Because like, um, I, I think it was, uh, Sean just said that, she, or maybe it was Nick, that she has the power to let him go. If, if she had said in that meeting, let him go, he would have been gone. If Nicholson mm-hmm. had not gotten on the bus when he escaped and left, he, but they both, they both keep each other in this world together. So there's this, there's this like, it's like almost like a power struggle that is happening between these two characters on, on such a deeper level that, that we're watching because she can get rid of him and he can, he can leave. Like he, he, these opportunities arrive, but yet they both, and maybe because of the challenge of, I, I definitely never gotten uh, any, uh, sexual tension between them but not sexual tension but there is this mm. this undeniable tension between the two and they they are they are connected yeah oh, they're, 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 they're both fighting they are, for the souls of the patients they are connected. absolutely absolutely, both, absolutely. Yeah. yeah and they both think they're but redeeming them they need each other right they need it in this power struggle but they're ratchet just, they also they're, goes yeah, through they, kind of what harding and, and the other people what the other inmates go through is so she's she's this one character throughout, and then after the incident, well, she's she's a completely different person, right? She's a lot softer with her with her neck brace on, and with with asking about the dentist, and 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 just there's a, a softness in, in in everything about her, in her eyes, and and just in her demeanor. Because I, I don't think it's because she feels like she won, but because McMurphy has had just changed everything nothing was ever going to be the same again um a- after after him but uh to, to what you're asking earlier dean i no, i i think they're i think they're running parallel in this movie like they are it's like the, it's like they're each it, it's the same they're vying for the same things yeah and, and, but i and i think they both overplay their hands i think i think nurse ratchet Having Absolutely. making him stay is an overplay of her, of of her hand, mm-hmm. and then his over the overplay of his of Jack, of of McMurphy's hand is thinking that or, or misjudging that he was in control of how long he's going to be there, right? So because yeah. once he goes through the the uh, the brutal uh, you know the electric shock scene, which again just tears my with Cheswick, it just tears my heart out. Like he. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd ever been through that before because he's pretty a pretty docile person. So he was subjected to a side of his voluntary existence that I'm sure you. I'm sure you, when you're voluntary, you're signing away that we can do what we feel we need to do for you and take you know your care. Um, and the way they dragged him out, and he just kept saying Mac, Mac, you know, help me, Mac. Like it was just like kind of like looking to him to be the you know he's been the protector or he's been the the advocate for these these guys. <laughs> you know, through his visits and nothing was nothing. He couldn't do anything for him there, you know, and then they wheel him out and he's like, just a like a hump of, you know, and do like, you, what, like, do what you think that this him? happened to him before? No. Cheswick? I don't think so. Because it's because of McMurphy think- though, that, that instilled that defiance in him. I want my cigarettes. Oh, yes. 
Yeah, that right? was like, a great scene. And that was right. right. That was the scene. That was like that's you know uh, prompted that to, for this yeah. to happen. So wow, yeah, and it's, it's and it comes at a cost. Like I think the the point was was that 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 kind of freedom comes at a cost. You know, where where Cheswick yeah, right. was very dominant. Hang on, Nick. That, that, <laughs> that you know, Cheswick was very dominated by Harding by everybody. And then he started with you know. Uh, there was the one scene where he's like, you know, Nurse Ratchet, can we move on to new business? Like he start, like you start to see Cheswick kind of start to poker a little bit. Like just over time, he starts to kind of like get. He's the one that probably try, tries to change the most. I think Nick. Yeah, you're gonna go with. I was just gonna say, I, I, I think Cheswick. I mean, he totally knew the shock treatment what was going to happen so? that's why he was so scared um whereas uh, you know mcmurphy i think had no clue i think yeah. he he knew he was something's going to happen yeah. like until oh, yeah. they, you see until when they walked in the, yeah the, yeah, the look on his face when they put that thing in his mouth and he's like what what's, <laughs> what the hell you know mm. so you know and they're like this isn't going to hurt what's this it's conducting gel yeah. oh and, and you hear you see everybody's faces in that ward you know they all know they see this so many times a day probably yeah. and it's so dehumanizing but cheswick yeah. certainly knew what, what was coming up if maybe he so? didn't have it but he's heard from other people who've had yeah, it you know so that. i have a feeling he yeah. might have had it at least once or something like that but Dean, mcmurphy Dean, that was the first about time cheswick for him. so much yeah, i think i read he he yeah, he was so into the role that they actually got concerned about him on, on set where they said, if it gets out of hand, we have doctors here. Like that's how, that's how intense it was. And you and his, honestly, yeah. like the performances, yeah. I, again, it's, this is a masterclass in acting. If you, if you want to study acting, like, like you said, earlier, there is not one bad performance. They, every single one of them just, yeah, did you even hit him even out the of quiet the roles, even the roles that are like no words. Just, oh yeah, the people, you know? the, the old the old man in the wheelchair, like uh, Seafeld, Seafeld, and and uh, the guy General. with the, the cane in the chair, right? He's, yeah. You know, <laughs> hit the punching bag with those hands. Some of the, the extras were actual <laughs> inmates of 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 that of that facility. Um, mm-hmm. So some of the ones who don't speak. You know, I had Angelica uh, Houston as a cameo in that movie. Did you? Yeah, see she's. I read that. Yeah, she's the boat. Yeah. No. The bridge. She's on the bridge when their boat comes. Yeah, well, in. they were dating like, at the time. Like she was, yeah, with Nicholson at the time. Like, That's yeah. got to be her. It was her. yes. Yeah. yeah, just standing on the bridge. Well, I, I had read too that uh, Milos Forman was. Uh, he never showed any of the cast dailies. Like he he didn't. He never showed them what he filmed. Yeah. And Nicholson was getting really concerned about that, yeah. like because he was uncertain about his performance, and finally. He got. He yeah, alone some, got to see some of the dailies. They, they, they worked, worked Michael Douglas bit, uh, Milos worked that out, but yeah, he never talked. He never talked to me like yeah. Foreman on set. You know, he yeah, t- interesting because it was know. such a. You would never think. You would think that 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 they would really need to have a collaborative relationship with, with material this intense and, and yeah. with acting this yeah. intense. Like you said, where where you know uh, people are playing people that are really have, have a lot of problems and, and are somewhat disturbed that that can get kind of intense and, and to not have, to have that disconnect between the director and the actor is, is very, um, very interesting. Now there were, there were a couple of, a couple of people that were tossed, tossed around beforehand before, uh, before Nicholson signed on, you know, they originally, I think they were looking at Gene Hackman was like the, was like the main, uh, the main choice, I think Burt Reynolds was, was thrown in there as well. Uh, James Kahn and Marlon Brando. 
I could totally see think, all of them, but they would all would have been. I, different. I think Brando yeah. would have been a little too old. I don't know about Brando. He would have been too. James Caan, maybe because he's kind of a little. Cra- he's got that little craziness mm-hmm. to him. Hackman. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Hackman. Sean Hackman? Yeah, you know, no, I don't. I don't no. no, I don't see it. Nicholson he's has he's this a great actor, but you know this ability to um. Like is that 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 slyness, that smirk, that that even like that that devilish grin, you know. And I don't I don't see like where where when yep. he's flipping the card and, he, and they're like, uh, "Do you have any questions?" He's like, "Do you have her number?" Like it's just the way he does the like. There's there's a, a <laughs> he's he, he has like a, a I don't know if it's a childlike thing. Like it's just I, I, I don't I don't know what what to call it. It's a sly, like, it's a he, sly he, grin. He's like, in on like, every joke, yeah. right? And I just don't know if anybody else could have brought that. And yeah. and I wonder how much yeah. yep. improvisation they did or he did to some – because it's just – I don't know. You watch it and you're just like it's so natural. Like it's just – and I don't, I just – I don't know. Yeah. I, and I love Gene Hackman. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know if he could have brought that. Yes. It might have been different. He could, he could he could he could he could do it, but I don't know. Eric, I got two words for you. Yeah, <laughs> juicy fruit. <laughs> chief, what what about Chief? Oh, I mean, chief. He, you know, oh, in, my in, God. in the yeah. in the book, he play he he occupies a totally different space, but he is all he is the he is the one that flew over the cuckoo's nest. Actually, yeah. he's the one that that in this movie they get set free, and that really, um doesn't necessarily change the most, but comes to the realization, right? That, 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 yeah. that, you know, you know, because of what happened to his father, he figured, you know, I'll just cash in. There's no reason, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to set myself up for a harder life than I need mm-hmm. and I can just lay low. But then he meets someone who's just so full of crazy, unpredictable, but just so full of life. And that's and, right. Yep. You know, engaged with chief when no one would, even though, you know, everybody assumed he was deaf and, and couldn't speak. He still, brought him into the circle you mm-hmm. know with the, with the basketball and, and you know and then he's and then chief is like running down the court and he's kind of like skipping it's, almost, yeah, it's and, almost like the chief was like his pet project like he because he's well first of all first of all he's so big like when, he, when, he, when he's holding the 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 rum bottle like the bacardi bottle it looks like a, a beer yeah. bottle because his <laughs> hand is so huge and then when he gives it to mcmurphy McMur- it's like it's a 750 <laughs> you yeah. know it's a big bottle it's this is not you know yeah. a small bottle and when he's when he's holding it it looks like a, just a little beer bottle but yeah. yeah i mean it's he he breaks my heart too i mean it's the whole all yeah. those scenes with him and nicholson and when he finally does speak to him you know yeah. it's uh oh, it just you know it, it gets yeah. you and it, yeah he's the, just, the, the scene the scene when they're playing basketball and the and the yeah. guard makes the basket and and chief pushes the ball out <laughs> yeah. and, and the guard the guards like what are you guys what are you guys fucking crazy it's like yeah, yeah they're fucking crazy you're playing you're playing in an institution with these people i just thought it was like fun. like he was so like the, the guard the orderly was so mad that he pushed the ball out yeah because <laughs> you guys are okay, fucking the, crazy it's like well yeah even the first yeah. Basketball, did you all even the first basketball sorry, game go, go when, ahead, when he he's trying to What's get that? chief and and i think it's washington he's like he he, he can't you know he can't hurt you he's like well it, it, he can't hear you he's like well it's not hurting him it's not hurting yeah. and he has this whole conversation then he gets banchini and he gets on his shoulders and he's like and banchini's like walking away he's like i'm tired I'm t-. he's like no I'm, t- <laughs> Ever, I'm does, tired please don't ask the favorite scenes because I, i'm gonna have a really hard time if you ask our favorite <laughs> yeah. oh my god <laughs> 
of those great uplifting like this movie. I don't know if, if no one's ever seen it before. It's it's it, it is it is somewhat depressing. And it's not depressing. It's sad, but it's also hopeful. You know, and there's a lot of great hopeful scenes. There's a lot of great scenes when when these guys are coming together. The World Series scene, Sean, mm-hmm. was that was that in the play? Yes. Yeah. You know, so so what was your what, when when you were kind of doing that when you guys were performing that? You know, what were what were you thinking about when you know since you said you didn't want to you didn't want to look at reference to film or anything? Yeah, that's that's probably how did you approach that? That's probably one of my favorite scenes. Um, <laughs> I think it's one of those, well, if you're not going to let me watch the World Series, I'm going to replay a World Series in my mind and I'm going to get these guys to buy, you know, see if I can get these guys to buy in. Like we're watching the World Series. We're crazy enough to pull this off. Um, <laughs> I always it, wondered, I always wondered if he intentionally wanted the, um, to, to, to join in or was he doing it himself? Like when I read the script um, and then like everybody else joins in too, kind of shows his power. Like, do you think he sat there and like, okay, everybody's going to just come, come and watch it with me and just pretend, you know? Um, I, I think, I think everybody was going to join, uh, go over there and see what the hell he was doing. Um, mm-hmm. bonus is that they're going, you know, they're, they're getting in on it too and going, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I am so was- fascinated by the fact that you guys actually performed this and, and it, that, that gives me a whole new, like, I only know the film and didn't read the book. I, I did not. You guys all read the book. Did you all read the book or I did not read yeah. the book? I didn't no. read the book. I, re- okay. I read the book. How, how different is the book to the movie or it's, and, it's and, from- and the play? Like how, like, what are the different, like, are there, are there any specific differences per se? It's, like, it's, in- it's from the chief's point of view. So you get a lot more about his dad, a lot more about, you know, what's, and you see it like progress. You see the, the chief change and he's a lot more scared, you know, like he's petrified of getting the shock treatment, you know? Um, and, and then the original play was not as good from what I heard in terms of like having some of those scenes. So they redid it. Um, and they added more scenes. I think it was after the movie, or I don't know if it was right before the movie, but then that's the version I love because that has so much more character build up for the chief and then the yeah. ending you think an ending that's like spoiler alert you know mcmurphy dies right and yet it's so uplifting right he's he's murdered you know he's killed but you think that's gonna be like you know i know come Even, on yeah well well you know what we asked everybody if you hadn't seen it to stop it and watch exactly. it so now nick didn't spoil anything yeah no but the ending like you say it's so uplifting so like i think to that you know the ending's that, uplifting? that's a big change there's I think. a it's suicide like, so a lobotomy and a murder <laughs> But he's he's free. It, was like, a mur- it wasn't a murder. It was it wasn't, it wasn't a murder. It was mercy it was, killing. It was mercy script. killing. And, he was dead. And, and, yeah. and, and, and chief explained it. He goes, "I'm, I'm no, taking you with it's me." It's like 1975. You know, the first assisted and suicide. They, they they build up. <laughs> but they build up that you know it's it's not like a water fountain in the uh, in the movie. It's it's just like electrical power grid or something like that, and. You know, they hype it up. They foreshadow because he tries to get the chief to do it. and The chief doesn't want to do it. And then at the end, he does it in front of the guys. And all the guys are like, you know, kind of cheering him on as he runs off, you know. So it is kind of like Harding opens up the window for him, lets him out because he still had the keys. She doesn't throw it through the window in the play. Harder okay. to pull off. On a, on a- oh, yeah, sure. I, yeah. I, like, I like this version because it, it set it up where, where when Nicholson tried to do in, in the in the beginning towards the beginning of the film. McMurphy was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, we're going out tonight. I'm going to the bar, and I'm gonna, 
I'm going to take the, pick this thing up and which a heavy marble thing and throw it through the window. And, and the point of it was as he leaves, cause he failed, he, he said, at least I tried. Yep. And, and that kind of sets things into motion of a, just at least try, right. You know, speak up, you know, mm-hmm. see what happens. And that, and you see from that point, that's when things start to kind of, mm-hmm. kind of turn around. You see Cheswick start to, to, to talk a little more and, and, you know, uh, well, he's Tabor also, you know, right? and, you know, just kind but of McMurphy's infectious like, and, and, and that's what he does. And although Dean, yeah. you said he's a misfit and maybe didn't fit in in, in, in society and, and here he's in, in a lot of regards, a natural born leader, right? Maybe even just to these people, but because mm-hmm. of him, these people, all these people for the most part, step out of their shell, like at least start trying. I mean, mm-hmm. That's a when great he, point. When he That's gets sacked, he comes back and he like, you know, as if like, oh, this <laughs> yeah. is, the, they think in the worst and he's like, I'm fine. You know, it's, it's like. Almost, uh, what's almost foreshadowing, right? What happens to right. him at the end. It's, that's what yeah. makes it sad at the end is they yeah. don't realize. And, they, yeah. and they're telling all these war stories and like, oh, I think he's doing this. I think he's going, you know, he's escaped. He knocked out two. I think that. I'm, no, again, no, I that's right. That's right. Play. But no, no, you're, like, you're right. No, you're he's right. Like, yeah. And, and then and then Tabor says yeah. Jack Dunphy's full of shit. Right. Well, he's, <laughs> he's like Jack, Jack, Jack Dunphy said guys. he's up in the second floor. He's like Jack Dunphy's full of shit. Yeah. Like I know they know about the lobotomy, but he's like you know the, the shock therapy. Like you're gonna be okay. You know, like it, yeah. it's gonna yeah. it's gonna mess you up for a little bit, but you'll come back and you'll you know, you know you, you'll be you know you'll be able to get back in the game again. Yeah. Which makes it heartbreaking when. Well, Nurse Ratchet's expression, though, she wasn't buying it. She looked yeah, over she and saw Bush. She kind of was like, yeah. Yeah. come on, like, Jesus Christ. You know, like, like you, you're fooling these rubes. But she, she's seen probably seen, unfortunately, yeah. more than enough of that to yeah. know that that's not the what's going to happen. But these guys didn't know, you know, and and he winks at Chief, and, you know, because Chief was like t- tightening tightening his grip on the on the broom. And then he winks at Chief, I and Chief kind of smiles. That's, that's another one of my favorite. Yeah, he gives him a little yeah. wink. I love that. Yeah, and, then, and Chief kind of like relaxes a little bit and kind of smiles. You know, kind of. Yeah, you're right. Like, all, like all these people are are affected in 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 different ways. Christy, you said it. Like Harding kind of takes on some of McMurphy's, like in the card game, kind of calling out you know the deals and and you know Cheswick is is a little bit more assertive, you know, and and. Chief, obviously, like we said, has the biggest change where he just asserts his whole life and says that this is not, you know, this is not what it's about. I met somebody who's vibrant and, and you, you, and, and he saw that he said he saw the parallels. He goes, they're, they're, they're working you, they're working on you yeah. just like they did on my dad. Yep. You know, so he kind of saw that, you know, almost like a, a little bit of a mice and of mice and menish type thing of this dream of being free. Yeah. You know, that's always just out of arm's reach. It was just, you know, like that of really being free was just out of arm's reach and, and very similar. And, and Chief kind of fulfilled that, you know, he, he realizing, uh, but but maybe hopefully, you know, realize, you know, learning the lessons of, of, of his father and of McMurphy and kind of you can be out there. It doesn't mean that that society and has Martini to take learned how to really bet a dime. Yeah, took it took McMurphy <laughs> to die. This is I a dime. A, I bet a dime. This is shit. You can't smoke yeah. it. He puts the two halves together. It's a dime. Well, there, there, there has yeah. to be. I mean, you, you look at this situation. You think, oh, this place is corrupt. It's evil. It's 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 whatever. But it, there has to be obviously some legitimacy to it because 
everybody else stays at the end. They not it's not like everybody gets up and and they all right. escape like the chief. So well, they must be no. doing something right for these people. And but yeah, but yeah, but there's now a newfound uh, but there's perspective, I guess. Like you know, how long do you think? <laughs> How long do you think everybody's going to stick around? Them. You know, are they going to leave like on their prison. own accord? It, like Shawshank, right? Like sometimes if you've been institutionalized for so long, that that just becomes your safe place, and yeah. you just learn to maybe you adjust yeah. after yeah. Uh, uh, something like that happens, and your existence in that within that those those four walls is better. But I, I think once you're you're institutionalized, it's it's hard. I think it's hard. It's kind of sad because yeah. nobody comes to visit these guys. The only anybody gets visitors is McCarthy, Candy, right? He gets the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's because he Candy. calls them, right? Candy. <laughs> nobody ever has a visitor. I mean, I, I, yeah. nobody talks of ever having had a visitor. Even even Turkle. Look, Turkle's yeah. happy um, when the visitors come. Let's talk, can we talk about Turkle for a second? Turkle. Right. Yeah, that's right. Turkle, <laughs> you literally let Crothers. the inmates right. run the asylum. Yep. You literally became the cliche, right? You. Oh, yeah. You you thought with yeah. your pecker, you never think with your yeah. pecker, Turkle. He let him in, and then he's like, "What are you doing to me?" <laughs> and he doesn't learn. He doesn't yeah. learn but because yeah, in the Shining, point, though, he was, Jack fucks he was him totally over again. Drunk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> Turkle. Turkle, you're killing me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah one job he broke his heart well, once he and literally gone to do the Shining when he knew that Jack was going to be in that what movie. Right? He's going <laughs> to. Probably, probably. You know, and, and, and talking about Turkle and about the end, you know, Brad Dourif w- was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. He didn't win. Um, and, and he kind of did this role and then kind of disappeared for a while. Like, he kind of really dropped off the face. He was going to be this thing. And then he kind of started Edward. reappearing all as, of a sudden, like, later the in life. psychotic, always the psychotic, uh, yeah, just, you know, Yeah, killer. the voice of Chucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, just, just all this weird stuff. But is Billy Bibbit just a... Just a tender, a tender performance. Yeah, you know, just like like oh, everybody like your heart was breaks in. for this kid, especially after he he, he sleeps with Candy, right? And and he comes out and he's speaking normally. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, you if it's it's only a couple of lines, and you re- you got to catch it. But, you know, yeah. but, but we've been hearing him speak so often that it, it it's it's pretty obvious. You, you know, know, that's the case. Yeah, yep. That, that's you know that there was something that was released. You know. Sec, you know, literally, you know, physically, biologically, and otherwise, but that that nurse ratchet just kind of cl- comes back in and just sadistically reminds him who's boss, takes that control back. Yeah. Like, what would your mother say? What would you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 heartbreaking to see because and 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 Brad Dorf, mm-hmm. oh my god, what a great performance because he totally was 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 kind of a person that felt re- came out renewed. Mm-hmm. And, and she slowly like breaks him down to where he he rats out that it would that McMurphy was the one that that brought the girl like she breaks him down to the point that he's like has to has no choice but to say oh McMurphy did this it was his fault mm-hmm. you know they made me go like you know she's like oh they made you go in and and he's so broken down so quickly yeah that he's like yeah you know like yeah they made me they made me do it McMurphy made me they do all it. do it. yep mm-hmm. you know that that someone gets I, I've never seen somebody get torn down so quickly and. The, his his performance in that is you feel it. Yeah. You feel this person just crumbling yeah. back into like I was like, oh man, he was, yeah, at the end of the movie, he's right there. He's the because he was right there, like you know the the letting him sleep with candy, and then 
he's on his way out with, with Chief because everyone runs. And, and then when he hears the scream, he stops because of Billy. I mean, you know, not, I'm not yeah. blaming Billy, but because of this relationship or what I don't think it was, he felt a father figure um, relationship to him, but he, he definitely felt something for him. Like, like Sean was saying, he, he cared about these people. And because of this relationship mm-hmm. is why he, he never gets out. Really, I mean, in the end, it, it, it's it's Billy that keeps him there. If if Billy if Billy didn't convince him to let him sleep with Candy, they I mean, would have been out in the middle of the night instead of you know. Yeah. Well, well, well. Billy, Billy yeah. was like, you know, when I have a free weekend, and the member was like, "You're busy. Now. Are you doing anything yeah. now?" Yeah. But that's... <laughs> when I have a free week, when I have a free weekend. <laughs> He's like, "You're doing anything yeah. right now?" It's like, kind Christy, of like you know, it's it's what you said earlier, though. I th- I think it's. The nurse sees the weaknesses, but you know McMurphy sees the potential. You know, like, and he's he sees what's good in all these folks. He yeah. sees that there's something more in Chief. He sees there's something more in Billy. You know, and he maybe that is part of what keeps him there. You know, but yeah, I, I, it, it, it's a great movie. Everybody, yeah, that's see a great it. that's a great observation. Is that that she she is always going to exploit the weaknesses of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas he is never he sees those things as peculiarities. Right. Or or just being interesting characters. You know, like I said, even Tabor, like, you know, when he's introducing when they're on the boat and this is Dr. You know, yeah. is Dr. Tabor. And he's like kind of like, he's like, you know, like they all start like like they all, you know, this, this is Dr. Well, Cheswick. And, and, and Cheswick is like looking like he's a like the shot is like he's like the way you would believe is, like, it. He's like a like, doctor. Like you believe yes. these all you can believe it. But but the way they looked in the, the long yeah, beard like, and the glasses, and you're like, oh, that makes sense. He's a doctor. Yeah, this, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is this is this is Mr. This is Mr. Mr. Harding. And he's and he's wearing his scar. He's wearing a scarf and a hat like a like a like a professor. Like. It it totally it was and brilliant. It looks it like totally the least fit. professional out of all of them, yeah. and, and these guys all look like the part even the last scene with with, uh, with yeah. uh, Christopher yeah, Lloyd when when Chief runs and they they have it on him and he's like <laughs> you know like he puts his arm on, like he's at that crazy like you know his eyes. Are, yeah, and then he kind of like yeah. snaps. He's like yeah, and he's like and he gets like all serious. Yeah. I like well the scene on the boat too is when when McMurphy goes down into the cabin with Candy and they all start they all yeah. like one by one they're all the boats like going nuts and you know they're not they know what to look for they know what they're looking at you know so that was yeah. that was great too the boats just going in circles like they're just yeah. like yeah. you know Cheswick <laughs> just like walks away and the you know and the, the boats just going in and, and you see when, when they caught the fish like. Like Murphy's like McMurphy's like walking around the boat because the boat's going in a circle and he has to keep like adjusting the line because the, you know it's not going straight. He has to like follow the fish because I'm going to watch this movie as soon as we're done again. There's a lot of great like yeah there's just a lot of great like tender moments as well in here. You know there, there's those glit. You know and that's the point of it is is that these are people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the end, these are these are all people. You know, and 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 that you know, and I think McMurphy was just dismayed that they were they just didn't get treated just didn't get treated decently. Like, yeah, everybody's got problems, but that's not a reason to not you know. Like, he wanted to turn the music down, and uh, you know, can we just do that? Or we voted, you know, we voted democratically, mm-hmm. and and you know, you know, there was just that that his 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 
pushing against those things of of just just decent treatment. They weren't. He wasn't well, asking for the sun, the moon, and the stars. It also begs the question. I mean, these people were probably not as fucked up as, as when they came in. They probably had, yeah. you know, some. You know, but they recall the medication that they kept giving him and all this other stuff. I mean, that's what to me. That's what really got them in that state where they were constantly yelling and there's like this. You know, everybody gets in an argument and it's like this all of a sudden everybody starts going nuts and it's just it's chaos. And it's, you know, McMurphy's like, what? All you need to do is lower the music so we could hear ourselves think. And, and you know, little things like that can go a long way. Why aren't you people doing this for them? You know, like that's, yeah. you know, he sees yeah, no, people was, being was, beaten down is what they're he's not. They're not being helped. They're being, you know, you're not giving him them the the opportunities, the advantages that they they need to, you know, to become more confident. And, you know, you never see them yeah. like one-on-one with therapists, like any of these guys, it's always nurse ratchet feeding the yeah. medicine. And then medication. It, devolves, it devolves into a fight. Yeah. Which, which, it's funny. The, the factions, you know, I noticed the, there's two, there was two factions. It was, there was Harding Cheswick and Billy Bibbit. And then on the other side was, was Tabard Fredrickson and Seafeld. Like they always sat together, the three of them. Yeah. And they're always kind of like, almost like hens, like peck, like, like just always instigating, yeah. you know, even the great Vincent Schiavelli is like, Oh, you, you mean there's something wrong with us? Because we, you know, you think a certain, like they, they were always just like, always like instigating the other side, you know? And, yeah. and, yeah. and Harding is just trying to talk sense to them. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, you know, and, and Tabor's like, you know, I want you to cut the bullshit, you know, stop, you know, like, it's just like those interactions, those group, the group sessions were some of the best written stuff and the best acted because that, that was an ensemble. It's very human. And everybody just, everybody yeah. just sitting in a chair kind of, you know, and, and waiting and, and just acting off of each other and just kind of, and, and like I said, even Danny DeVito, who, do, who probably has one of the hardest jobs because he's probably the most, the one that needs the most amount of help. Let's put it that way in, in of the group. Yeah. Um, it's just a great character. He's yeah. just like 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 Sean says. He kind of disappears into it. And he's so soft. Don't realize and, you know you're not used to hearing yeah. him that way. You know he's, he's just that, you know, he's got that he's look like on his face. Eyes. And the, uh, you know, always smiling. Always smiling. Sun's in his eyes. It's yeah. It's it's a pleasure. Like blissfully you would, unaware. You wouldn't you know? necessarily call this a comedy per se, but I mean it has such lighthearted moments in it that it's just yeah. it's it's so natural and so played so beautifully. I think that's so what human. everybody remember, and that and I yeah. think that's what the change was. Is back 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 when I used to watch it, I used to watch it for Jack Nicholson. You know, like oh the crazy people. You know, like crazy yeah. people and acting crazy. When I saw it again, it was just different. You know, like. You know, I, I really kind of, I, you know, was able to appreciate the acting, but but beyond that, the beyond the acting was the emotion that I was feeling watching it, like the watching humanity. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. just wa- like watching Cheswick get get These upset about the cigarettes, and yeah. you know, I just you know, you, you're you're hoarding the cigarettes and you're keeping it away from us because you want you know because it's something you want to do, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and all these you could feel all these things were building up. You know, and and the pressure was just kind of building on both sides. You know, and and both of them and both sides made a misstep of Nurse, Nurse Ratchet making the misstep of keeping him, and and McMurphy overplaying yeah, to, his to hand Eric, and thinking to that you, he was too. It, yeah, it's not her. a comedy, yeah. but I think again between the acting and the directing and just the storytelling as a whole, they did it. It was perfectly executed with a little levity. Putting Balanced. this levity because yeah. otherwise, how would yeah. we watch this? There's so much intensity. The the the, the subject That's matter, right. and you're, there's you're so right. many yep. things going on here with the, each of the characters. <clears throat> you know, if you, t- you take mm-hmm. Billy, and you take Chief, and you take Murphy, and and then you you take all the other. There's 
otherwise, I mean, how how would you get through it? You 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 want to you'd want to put put a, a glass through yeah. your, your your neck at the end of the movie. At the end of the movie so. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, much, yeah. much because Christy doesn't want to, we're, we're going to do some favorite scenes. But before we do that, <laughs> I did. I noticed a callback the, in the scene where where Chief McMurphy and Cheswick are, are waiting. Right, so, so they're on the floor where the where the electric shock is taking place, and there's all those people like in the hallways, just kind of like standing there. Watch, watch the beginning of Amadeus. It's a direct callback when, when Salieri is in his hospital or asylum. It's the same. Milos Forman kind of used his, like, kind of called back to his own film because mm. it's very much set up the same way that he, that Salieri is in an asylum with a bunch of people that are not right in the head, but he is the, the one that's smarter than everybody. And he, he shouldn't really, you know, like he was, uh, had that superiority complex. But the the way the halls were set up with all the all the sick people oh in it and Amadeus was the same thing. So I will There's try to third. do that. What's that? I'll try to do that when Amadeus. I watch it for the first time. You never seen Amadeus? You've never seen Amadeus? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't F. think Murray so. Abraham. And, and people get on me for Godfather? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. no. That's not, not the not same, same level. <laughs> yes, it is. No, yes, it is because Amadeus won one. probably more more Oscars than Godfather. So well, you should see Amadeus. Well, there's another film that Milos Forman did called The Fireman's Ball, which is a Czechoslovakian, and they I think it's this film is widely compared to that as far when we talk about the the slice of life, you know, the, the all of it, the the exuberance, the 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 pain, all of the stuff that it's that kind of movie too. So I think he's kind of used to that. That level of the like soul. Harper, I'm sure like, most of his films are always call Nicholson. back to the same kind like... of thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Doesn't count. All right. Let, let's get rolling. Nick, a couple yes, of sir. favorite, a couple of, I mean, yeah, everything's going to be a standout, but what do you, what do you really like? I really like the, uh, the boat scene. I like how they, what the, it, it was just a great scene. And it shows why this deserved the Oscar for best screenplay because, yes, you had the material that Ken Kesey wrote. But it just – it was able to take this play that's set in one set, one little scene, and open it up, you know? you got mm-hmm. And just realistically, like in a way that's believable, you know? Like like I said, you, 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 you don't look at things like plot holes, like why did he jump over the fence but not escape? You so believe the characters in the plot that you're like, well, why did the characters go back in the bus? Like you're, you're literally mm-hmm. – looking at that stuff from character motivation rather than was that a, a writing mistake no it was intentional mm. and you know yeah. why is that why is he thinking that what you know what's going through his mind so yeah i love that scene cool yeah, can i ask a question Eric? just one yeah, question. is somebody does one of them die on the in the boat on the book in, when they go fishing <sighs> or fall over? i i read it back in like college so <laughs> i'm gonna have to a couple reread of years it. ago nick yeah. That was a long time ago. I felt like 30, 30, <laughs> I don't know. 30, 30 years ago. Man. I guess um, I'm well, Christopher book. Lloyd is like when he's like hanging off the boat. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. is that is that Haber. maybe <laughs> a call a, back to that or something or I yeah, don't know. I love it. Maybe but, right, Eric. Eric, what do you got? Oh, the, of course, the scene with you know where he finds out the truth. Like you know, I'm the whole that whole scene, the, the build up, yeah. the tension of that whole scene is amazing. Yeah. Like Greg Christie said, masterclass. From from him like looking like what 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 you guys are here voluntarily what are you doing and then it just builds and builds and the, the arguing and then the yelling and the, uh, yeah and then it's just and, the and chaos it, the, the the whole <laughs> riot happens and, and yeah, oh, Mr McMurphy's been running a casino in the tub room and he's been- <laughs> yeah it's 
I love that line. You you must be committed. You know, this yeah. couldn't be voluntary. There's absolute tension in that scene, and the way it builds up, it is is so good. That's my favorite scene in the film, and it, everything changes from that point on. So, yep. yeah, yeah, Christy, what do you got? Like a Cheswick and say, I won't, I won't, Mac, I won't. Um, <laughs> I only have one. No, well, let's start with one. Well, Nick said only one. I, uh, He's wearing the cardigan. That's it. <laughs> He's wearing the the, the cardigan cardigan of I, choice. I, I, I can't. I, I mean, I can't do. I mean, the the boat scene. Uh, I can't just pick one. I, just I, say I, one. I, That's it's, it's easy. Just say one. Wow! <laughs> because never it's, happened. because literally the entire movie is is one. <laughs> Fine, so pick any so we'll scene do, we'll and talk about when, it. When and it's he a does, great when scene. he when he goes for the vote, that's a great one. And 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 she screws him over, and Chief, <laughs> sorry, Sean, and Chief, and 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 Chief finally that's raises cool. his hands, and and McMurphy's like, I, you know, the Chief, he raises, his hand. and she's like, no, you know, the the vote was closed, the vote, and then he you know, he's like, you know, like fuck you, and like sits down, and he's like, oh, all right. And and then he starts the looking at the system, TV, and yeah. you can see the reflection yep. that you know when you're looking at, it and you see their reflection as he's doing it, and and again, just the act, like yeah, the acting, crazy. and then you know yeah. with them looking like this guy's crazy. At first, they they're like, what the what the hell is he looking at? There's nothing on the TV, and then they pick up on yeah. it, and they're like, and then they get involved into this this whole this whole you know fake ball game that's going on and then they get genuinely excited about it and they're all cheering and yelling and, and running around it's, it's great like it's it's again it's infectious yeah. like even even viewing yeah. it you're like I, yeah. I, this is great <laughs> you know so if I, I can only pick one but there's more Sean, there you, go. Sean you did it Sean what do you got um since you know Christy I'm not going to, I like, that's probably there, but the, the next one I would say is that when he comes back from the electroshock therapy and he's like walking in like a zombie and he gives the chief the wink. I love that. I, I think that's mm. like, don't worry. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. And then uh, he let chief's the first one he lets know. And then do, he, do you, Sean, do you think he was still playing nurse ratchet? Cause he, cause he kind of was like, Oh, I'm, I'm prepared to be a good boy now. Like, Oh, you know, uh, Mr. McMurphy, we were talking about this. He goes, no, no, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm you know, or do you think he was, you know, pl- you know, trying to get her guard down for for more later? Uh, probably, I think so. Yeah. I think okay. the shock therapy again, like he he survived it. It wasn't, you know, it was it sucked, but I I don't think it's something he can. He, I, I think Sean's sure right. I I, yeah. you know, I, I don't. Keep... I think he he said if this is the worst they got, I fuck I beat it. So there's yeah. nothing they can do to me, like. I, yeah. I, in, well, in, in in the play, I think he intentionally once he realizes, oh man, they're going to keep me here forever. I think he in the play, the character does kind of play along yes. with it a little bit. Um, but I think that's evidence exactly. that he can't. This is his nature. He can't. Even if he tries, he couldn't. You know, like he's, no, he he's, he's like that's a fuse that's going to blow it's up. His you know, <laughs> he can't follow the rules. He can't. Uh, was was the play? Was it? Was this filmed? By the way. Do you have footage of the, of you guys? We do. Playing we do. I it. would love to see it. Would it's, it's, to, would, that would be it'll great. It'll be on Amazon Prime. And- <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite, let me let me throw out my favorite scene really quick. Um, the the second basketball game because they're, they're you know they're misfits. It's like the Bad News Bears, 
But when they finally throw the ball to Chief and he puts it in the basket, you would have thought they won the world. You yeah. would have thought they won the yeah. World Series. Yeah. Like they beat the guards. Like they were so excited. Like you would have thought what would what happened there? Because they were so like, oh my God, like we got a basket and the guards, you know, like you know, it, th- I think that was one of the turning points too, is is they it, that made them feel like normal, like, yeah, we can, you know, we're playing basketball against the guards and they're not just beating us and, and taking advantage, you know. Yeah. But Murphy had the strategy, you know, put Chief under the basket and just get the ball to him and he'll just lop it in, you know. I think you're right. So I, don't think, so I they... think that was a great, a great kind of scene of of not not necessarily McMurphy getting getting them on his side, but making them feel like they've got value. They've probably right? never they've scored got a something basket. To contribute. I think you're right. I that? Think that was probably the first basket they may have ever scored. Yeah. The, the guards. Yeah, if they even ever played them at all, right? Because right. he, he, yeah. the first time, he, he, you know, uh, Danny DeVito's character has the ball <laughs> and right. he throws the it against the fence. You're like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here, you know, or, or it gets it to Hart, like it gives it to Harding, and Harding's like, he's like, pass the ball, Harding, pass the ball. He goes, you weren't open. He goes, I'm standing right here. <laughs> well, I think it's a, it's it's a, a miss. I mean, yeah, the, the entire movie is, is just yeah. Exactly. So they, they put it together. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is something that yeah, it's the whole uh, thing. Yep. Yeah. If, if you've never <laughs> seen it, you're you're in for a treat. It's it's one of those ones I wish I could experience again. Mm. You know, probably. You know, like I said, when I was younger, I was just watching everything, and I and and I was a you know learning about movies and becoming a movie fan. But I almost wish you know maybe you know I'm seeing it later in life when you can really kind of you know not be oh it's jack nicholson and it's that that kind of thing you know and watching mm-hmm. it for that and and really kind of appreciating but but actually seeing it now is almost like was was almost like watching it over again because yeah. i really did see it yeah it's but been after a not having it seen it so long i was really getting emotionally invested in a, yeah. in a lot of those it, things absolutely. Now, I just, just because because of the performances, I can't. I, think, I can't say enough. I think about, Dean, about you and I saw it together. I think my, that might have been my first time seeing it. Was you had? I think you did have the VHS. Yeah. I think we watched it together. Yeah, and yeah. It's just you know, yeah, yeah, yeah that, just an intense, just an intense thing. But it's a great, it's a great experience to have. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. It, it takes you through a roller coaster. Um, but but a lot of the best films and art and pieces of art do that. Right, they they bring out a lot of different emotions in you. Yeah. I think this is one of them, and and I'll say it again: Jack Dunphy is full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> worthy of its awards. Your worthy next of, you know. That should, that should be your next yeah, T-shirt. Jack actually. Is full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, will you wear a Jack Dunphy is full of shit T-shirt? I guess Only I can't with wear a mask or the professor. Only with a cardigan. Make it in a woman's fit. You can wear, you can wear it under the it. sweater. <laughs> There you go. Cool. Well, I think that's going to do it for uh, for another one of the best picture Oscar winners. One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Go see it. Highly uh, highly acclaimed again. One, one of the only three films to win the big five. So this is in really, uh, this is a movie that's in really special and elite company. Um, you really need to have, to be recognized for those top five awards. You really need to have something special. Um and this was, and, and we probably didn't say enough about Louise Fletcher about about the great performance that she gave. So um, watch it. Just it's easy. To, it's easy for Jack Nicholson to take up all the oxygen in his films, um, but he's got a worthy adversary in this film. Sure, for someone that you know, for a, 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 an actor or actress, however you want to call it, that goes toe to toe with him, mm-hmm. and and brings out the brings out the best in him. And she really kind of she. 
she leaves it all up on the screen too. It is much well-deserved her best actress uh, yep. award as well. So yep. uh, that's going to do it for this episode of the 3324 podcast. You can find us on social media at 3324 podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a button that says like, it's like a thumbs up. You hit that one. And then there's another one that says subscribe and you hit that one and you're in the club. You're, you're part of us. So you're part of the 3324 podcast family. So go ahead and do that. And if you want to pick up some merch, uh, hit us up on Facebook. We, yeah, lit, there you go. Shill it, chill it. Everybody show it. <laughs> For those that are listening, you're probably like, what the hell is this? Why is he, why is he still talking? Well, that's why you got to watch the video too. So for Nick, for Sean, for Christy, and of course, my best friend, Eric, this is Dean asking you to please be kind and rewind. You've been listening to the 3324 podcast with Dean Legiro and Eric Cooper. You can find us on your favorite podcast provider. So please like, subscribe, and rate to become a part of the 3324 family. Your feedback is important, so make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 3324podcast and on Twitter at 3324p to join the conversation. 